you may be thinking, exercise now? Man, I can't even get out of bed some days. Well, my biggest goal was to take a shower. And some days it took all day to accomplish that. So who really cared about walking around the block? Well, in today's episode, I'll share how to go about adding physical activity into your daily routine to help your mood, your sleep, your emotions, and increase your hope while you are going through grief. I promise this is a powerful tool to help you feel better right now. The question is, will you do it? Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on the couch. I'm Steph and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard. Through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Trinidad and Tobago, our spotlight country this week. And California remains the state with the most downloads. I hope this is a reminder that whatever state or country you are in, you are not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. Y'all, we have hit over 10,000 downloads, and I am so thankful to all of you who are listening and sharing. There are many other women out there who need to hear the hope of God, especially during the hardest season of their lives. They say that people go to college and study what they need to understand about themselves or their lives. If that's the case, I'm the perfect stereotype. I grew up in a chaotic home with a mother who was narcissistic. So can you guess what I completed my bachelor's in? Yup, psychology. My favorite coping skill was junk food. Anything chocolate or sugar-laden, can you say ice cream aholic? That was my go-to. So the result of that addiction was that I became a yo-yo dieter starting very early in life. Sometimes I was very small because of the latest diet trend, and there were also two, possibly three times in my life that I was well over 200 pounds. And one of our attempts to get healthy Monica and I joined a gym specifically for women, and our little trainer (laughs) worked us out so hard that neither of us could move any of our limbs the next day. It was a funny coincidence that it was Girl Scout cookie season. So, yup, the comfort found in those cookies proved to be the remedy for us. And no, we never returned to the gym. My next degree was my next need to understand something in my life. I obtained a master's degree in exercise physiology to understand how the body, specifically heart, lungs, muscles, and pancreas respond to exercise. 
my dad died during that time when I was finishing my thesis and we had started our CPR training business. So it should come as no surprise that as I encountered stress, I gained weight. And when I was close to defending my thesis, I decided not to finish my degree. I didn't want to be an exercise physiologist if I didn't look like an exercise physiologist. I didn't want to be a hypocrite. However, kind professor didn't allow me to quit and gave me an extension to finish. When Monica was diagnosed the first time, we stopped eating all junk and began eating a vegan diet and juiced carrots and other vegetables in order to build her immune system. And after about nine months, Monica and I both lost around 100 pounds each. And believe it or not, the most exciting part was not the weight. It was how great we felt. We had lots of energy, felt lighter, and I was so clear-minded. The changes were incredible. And for the next four years, I finally found freedom in my new lifestyle. I knew I found the answer to my lifelong struggle, and I would never go back to eating junk. But after Monica died, I could not make myself care about my health. Because truth be told, I really didn't want to be on this earth anyway. The small piece of candy turned into a bag of candy. The scoop of ice cream turned into a pint and then turned into a half a gallon. And you guys know when you eat garbage, you feel like garbage. So none of that helped me want to work out. I had friends who strongly encouraged that I just go for a walk, but I was too busy falling back to my old coping mechanism, the junk food. This episode may not seem to address the pain and emotions of grief, but I'm here to tell you that this topic is extremely important for you in the short term, feeling better today and boosting your immune system for grief and for your future to stay healthy as you continue to live out your life and God's purpose for you. I can and will tell you from an exercise physiologist standpoint, how important this episode is. And I'll tell you as a family member to please not follow in my footsteps on this one. All you have to do is the opposite of what I did. So you'll have one less struggle in this day and in your future. In the U.S., the number of people who struggle with anxiety and depression continues to rise. Now, we've come out of the COVID times, so you kind of expect rates to be higher, but rates were high before the pandemic. We watch television commercials, and we are told what medication to buy for most every ailment, even those we've never heard of before. Physicians feel pressure to help their patients feel better and will prescribe antidepressants like it's no big deal. In an earlier episode, I shared that after Monica's death, when I saw a psychiatrist so I could get that return to work note, it was the only question she really even asked me. So do you want medication? And I didn't because I didn't want to deal with the side effects of various medications, including Prozac, Zoloft, etc. But what if I told you that exercise is as effective, in some cases more effective, than an antidepressant for depression, anxiety, sleep, improving mood, and more. And the only side effect here is feeling 
better. This is not a theory. It is fact, and it is backed up by research spanning decades. If you want, feel free to email me, and I'll share some great sites about exercise, including exerciseismedicine.org. Now, the real issue is not believing what I just said, because even as an exercise physiologist and knowing the data, preaching it in the past, and experiencing it, the problem lies in taking action, or more accurately, taking small, consistent action over time, kind of like the whole grief journey. You know, I wanted to care about the importance of walking and being more active, but my greatest focus the first year of grief was to take a shower. Then it became taking a shower, not being pitiful at work, and getting home to where life was less taxing. The second year, I was more open to it and would take walks with April here and there, but the changes, they occur over time. I had no patience because I didn't have focus, and in grief, that's understandable. The following year, my friend threw out a challenge. She was a former Ironman triathlete. Christine sat on the hospital bed with Monica and would show her pictures of the race. I couldn't believe how much joy that brought to Monica. And she was so proud to know someone who was actually an Ironman triathlete. So Christine was the one who threw out the challenge to me. She said that it would be something that Monica would want since we never did what we had hoped to do. The goal was a half marathon in Miami in winter. And for those of you who don't know, a half marathon is 13.1 miles. Something about her presentation made me want to do it. So there was a small spark that made me train enough to be ready to do it two years and three months after Monica died. My uncle lived in Florida, so I made a vacation out of it. It was the first vacation I had taken in 17 years without Monica. Christine and I had the best time. We spent time talking about life and Monica and laughed like young girls at a sleepover. It truly was a special time because even though I was in new surroundings, had never felt the race atmosphere and feared failure, of course, I experienced a week that showed me that I could still enjoy life and do things I never thought I would. I still didn't have stamina, but we did a walk run and enjoyed every moment. At the finish line, she said, Steph, it's a great day. Now y'all know I started crying <laughs> because I had emotions of finishing it, of accomplishing a goal and having Monica with me when she said it's been a great day. I thought she would be very proud. I believe now and I recognize this then that my mustard seed was enough to keep me seeking God to build a relationship with him instead of continuing to experience empty religion. However, my mustard seed at that point was not large enough to believe God's plan for me included meaning, purpose, joy, and a calling. If I had gotten a hold of that piece of Jeremiah 29:11, walking wouldn't have been too much to ask. I would have felt a desire to be healthy after the physically taxing job of taking care of Monica for six months. I would have had the patience to build slowly instead of falling back into my yo-yo dieting 
and yo-yo faith walk. The take home here is that to feel better right now, go for the walk. It's the rise portion of pray, read, and rise. I promise it will help you. Don't worry about a routine or planning out the next month. Just go for a walk right now. Tomorrow, do it again. Don't worry about getting in an hour a day. It doesn't take that much. If you can do 30 minutes, great. If not, then just walk 10 minutes. Or walk around the house like I've said in earlier episodes. Just do something and build up as you are able. See, the victory here is not in the intensity or the duration right now. The victory is in the doing, especially as you utter the words, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. I'll do it tomorrow. Just notice in those phrases that I know you say, I know you say, you've never said you can't do it. Basically, you're just choosing not to. The word of the week is from 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So that's your journey work this week. Pray, read, and rise at least three times this week. Write it down. Have a checklist if you need it and check it off. If that's too much, then commit to what you can. How about one time this week? Next week, you can go to two times and so on. Again, the victory is in the doing when you don't feel like it. This is where your healing and your growth take place. This is where you're building a foundation for a future you're going to have, even if it doesn't feel like it yet. And if you don't care about your future, I get it. I didn't either. But let me promise you that it's going to help you. It's going to help you sleep. It's going to help your mood. It's going to help you get out of the pit. It's going to help you right now. So rise, change your surrounding, just do it for 10 minutes and do it right now. Don't put it off. Do it right now. And then email me that you did it. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I want to see it. I want to be excited for you because even though these steps aren't pretty and they're not big, they are steps nonetheless. And here are some other ways that will help you to move forward. Join the private Facebook group. Y'all, if you want to be a part of an amazing group of faith-filled women who are walking out the hardest journey of their lives, this is the group to join. You can also purchase the What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop. This is like your compass to help guide your steps towards healing. It's broken into four sections like a mini support program, and it'll give you direction and the actions to take in the first weeks, months, and even the first year if you feel stuck. If you don't have a church home, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Links to everything you need are always in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future. He has a plan for you. You might not feel it, but it is truth. And keep on coming back to the house. Keep sitting on the couch and keep taking those steps, however small or slow, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, 
or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.